0: If you've listened to this podcast before, then you know we are passionate about the stories of God meeting ordinary women everywhere they are. The experience of God's mercy, His profound help, and unexpected grace are not confined to the four walls of church. Most often, we feel God's presence as we move through various life stages. While we're single, while we're working mothers, while we are moms to newborns or high schoolers, while we become caretakers for our own parents. Let's savor these stories of women encountering God in all life stages and circumstances. Welcome to Everywhere You Are.
1: Have you ever noticed how humankind loves a label? We're either personality type A or B. We're introvert or extroverted. Tea drinker or a coffee drinker. When difficult situations arise, we often describe people as falling into two categories, optimist and pessimist. Yet somehow these labels fall short in a Christian's response to adversity. Optimist feels hollow and a bit Pollyanna while pessimist has a negative, discouraging connotation. In this episode, we will hear from Jan Kenimer Hart and Shannon Lindsay, both staff members at Dawson. They will share how God brought them through different trials, and Shannon even coins a new term to describe how God has equipped her to respond to life's adversities. I'm a hopist. By the end of this episode, I think you'll agree. As Christians, we are indeed hopists.
2: Jan, tell us where you are today. I have been on staff here at Dawson for 17 and a half years, and this has been a place of both healing and joy for me. And so I continue this journey, um, working alongside of Pastor David and leading my small group, which I've also uh, been involved in the whole time I've been at Dawson. And that's been a wonderful experience and, and an anchor for me. So yeah, that's where I am. And you're a wonderful Bible teacher as well. Well, that's that's very kind of you to say. I've been given opportunities uh, to do that since I've been on staff here at Dawson. It's a a great passion of mine to teach teach the Bible. My small group, we we pretty much bounce between Bible book studies and and we do some topical
1: studies, but mostly Bible book studies. Right now,
2: uh, we're doing a study of Mark. That is definitely a
1: passion and a calling for me. So how did you get here like how did you walk in and now because you were you worked with Dr. Fenton before Pastor yes, David came so yes. how do you get to be like that person yeah
2: I've had I've had the honor um, and joy of working both with Dr. Fenton and now with Pastor David actually you have been Hale to thank for me being here he was my minister my campus minister uh, when I was at Auburn and I have visited Dawson as a, as a layperson just trying to find a church here in the area and being called me one day and said I don't know if for a job, but Dr. Fenton is looking for somebody who has uh, seminary experience, who's got ministry experience, and I'd love for you to come in and talk to him. So I came in and I met with Don Stein first and Don talked to me a little bit about my experience and then went right in and met with Dr. Fenton. And so here I am. So um, so fantastic. yeah, he gave me, a, he gave me a, a wonderful chance. I came from a somewhat wounded place after I finished seminary and Dr. Fenton uh, just gave me a wonderful Chance and he was a wonderful mentor. And, and any opportunity that came along at Dawson, he wanted me to take, and I did. And so that's how I got
3: to be here. And Shannon, where are you hey. today? Well, the, you want the long answer or the short <laughs> answer? <laughs> long answer. Please. Long answer. Okay, so today I am um, at Dawson. I can Communications director, I have um, a wonderful team that I get to work with every day. I'm married to Mike and I have a son, Tyler. And uh, I was really thinking about uh, where I am today, and honestly, my younger self would have thought that today I would have had it much more together than I do, and that's really honestly where I where I am today. My younger self <laughs> thinks the same thing. Yeah, like you know, twenty s thirty self would have thought, well, by this time, surely you're going to have have life figured out a little bit better than you do now, but um, not not so.
0: I can relate to that. Yeah kind of yes. want to shake your younger selves version of what they think will be. <laughs> it's like, you don't know anything. Yes. yes. <laughs> you have no idea what's coming. Yes.
3: Well, my husband and I actually became parents for the first time. Three years ago, in, into a preteen at that, so we are still trying to figure out how to be parents, right? <laughs> um, especially a
0: preteen. Uh, that has yes, who, who is
3: now a, a full-fledged teenager. Wow! <laughs> and uh, Rachel can tell you many times we have some discussions since she's been through a lot of those. She has things. so much wisdom. <laughs> she has a lot
1: of wisdom. I don't know about that. Yes, I think do. I'm just a little little <laughs> bit ahead of you.
3: have <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of experience, <laughs> which brings wisdom. Yes, in yes. Constantly reminds me about picking picking the right places to <laughs> reinforce which and, battles to fight. Yeah, yes, pick yes. your battles. That was one of the best yeah. pieces of advice yeah. I, for sure. I am so grateful for for where God has brought me to this place, and really have learned that you know, asking for daily bread is kind of the key, you know, to not even try to prepare for too much further along because that's always going to change. I mean, who knew pandemic? Who knew lots of things? Yep. Thought I would have been in a different situation, but so glad that it's not exactly what I had
1: for. Well, and y'all are staring down the barrel of Tyler starting to drive too. So,
0: we are. Um, oh are.
1: There's sort of a combined panic and relief.
0: <laughs> Correct. That yes. All,
1: that all of that entails. Um, I just
0: can't imagine watching them drive off for the first time by themselves. I know. So, yeah. I know.
1: Your prayer life. I was going you know, to say,
0: really, like, really, really, really improves. Yes. Like, or, or, please, I don't know if it
1: improves. It.
0: Please it help them make good decisions. Yes.
1: So Shannon, you mentioned you thought you might be somewhere else. Talk about like derailed plans. We've talked in our other conversations about what happens when we when our plans aren't as smooth as we think they're going to be. What does that look like in your life? Um, how long? How long is this? <laughs> <laughs> how many derailed plans? can yeah, I Yeah, we're, we're not talking about all of them specifically. <laughs> just sort of generally.
3: Well, I, you know, as far as an obstacle or a derailed plan, I can say that just like many friends that, you know, you do you grow up with the sense of, I want to get married and have a family and, you know, that that seems like that that's going to be the best fit for you. And then um, when Mike and I got married, we tried to start a family and that just wasn't part of God's plan years later, you know, we had presided that this is the path that God wants us to have and you know, we're, we're going to be the best godparents that we can be to our, our three godchildren, just the best aunts and uncles. And I remember distinctly, it was around school starting and all the wonderful posts that, you know, first day of school and I, mm-hmm. I was driving to Dawson. I just so remember this. I was driving to Dawson. I know where I was. I was at a stop sign and I just really Wrote down. (laughs) Just, you know, that, you know, why, Lord, is this the path? Because we have plenty of room to have family and room in our hearts to to be good parents. And I just remember that time of just, I guess, the lamenting over the fact that that wasn't the plan and just praying to get past that. And then like many of us, um, when you're down in blue, you go to the scripture and you go to Hobby Lobby, of so course. that you're have, you know absolutely great listen. combination. Yeah, and so that you can listen to you know the music and you just you know you just feel better. <laughs> and I remembered seeing this wall words, you know, you stick them on the wall, and, and and I and I saw one, and it it really spoke to me. And I came home and I put it in my closet so I would see it every single day, <laughs> and it that. said, "When you can't see God's hand." Remember God's heart. Mm. And I, I, I kind of clung to that. So, you know, time goes by, but coming you know, Dawson um, really had a, a huge impact seeing other people living faithfully and fostering children and adopting children from other countries. And so it just started to become this little seed planted in my heart. The Heart Gallery of Alabama, if you're not aware of that organization, it's a fantastic organization. And what it shows are, are children who are waiting for homes. And a friend here at Dawson had posted something on Facebook. And I clicked it. And then that began kind of that that thought process. And um, and then I saw him and immediately went to my husband and said, what do you think? And he's like, let's do it. Push the button. And I thought two, two months later, you know, we'd be parents. Yeah. We would be parents. But that's, that's really naive because it takes a lot longer to, to do that and go through the process. And, you know, just one of the... The things, again, in trusting that God's
0: plan
3: is bigger than what we can see is going to that very first tips class of learning what it's like to go into um, parenting with a child that's been in the foster care program. And so it was all about him. It was, you know, this is what's happening. And the, the teacher that night was like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but don't get your hopes up because he's been matched with another family by now. Oh. And I, I clearly remember another little breakdown, went home and this is the ugly of the ugly cry. Like it's oh just, goodness. cause it, for me, it was, it was him. <laughs> I was like, is this false advertising? Like what is happening? <laughs> and it, it took me a couple of days to be able to say, okay, Lord, you have brought us here and our, we still have room in our home. We have room in our heart. Whomever you choose, to put in our family where we know that you are faithful and we pushed the button in april we got into our classes over the summer we finished in the fall and by the time we got our approval from state do y'all remember this the snow the snow day it was in february okay. three years ago and uh, we got an, an amendment from the state saying hey you've been matched are you interested and it was him And in that time, he had actually been matched with a couple of other homes, and it just ended up not being where the Lord wanted him to be. And so for our family, we can tell Totally stand back and say, when you don't see God's hand, you remember his heart, because that was definitely a derail plan that we thought at the beginning totally that worked out when we were able to become a family. And I always say when he came home. So when he came home, you know, that's the, that's the beginning for us. Yeah. Yeah. Ugly cry and everything. It happens. It still does as a, a mom for a teenager. Right. So. <laughs> so, I hate, to tell, you, there's
1: some
0: still I hate to tell you, but they're probably not over. <laughs> I love that you put that in your closet, those words in your closet, because it was kind of like this private moment mm-hmm. that you could go to a private place and just be reminded of God's love for you and mm-hmm. his character. And mm-hmm. that's amazing. And God gave you the desire of your heart too. He like, did. he put that desire in your heart. and he then. Did. He That's really so did,
3: and you know, we didn't go through the younger years with the changing of the diapers and the sleeping <laughs> nights, and but we we are totally fulfilled. We're totally filled, and right now are so <laughs> in yeah. awe of you other parents who have more than one because it's like, how do you do it? How do you manage that?
1: Well, I've told Sarah before, you know, she has four, and I'm like, I don't even know how. You know, you're <laughs> name, much, much less your children's things.
0: <laughs> God provides.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jan, what about you? Derailed plans. Derailed plans. I'm sure you haven't had any but try to try <laughs> yeah, to think been, outside the box. There's
2: been a lot of those along the journey. Obviously, as I said earlier, I trained for ministry and post-seminary worked for a wonderful organization called Prison Fellowship, Ministry to Prisoners and Their Families. And it was a wonderful experience and uh, lived in North Carolina for many years. And when I came back here, had a part-time position with Prison Fellowship, but that did not last. And then I found myself here in this new place with nothing really to anchor me. And I actually had gone through so much, I actually left ministry ministry for a while. I just did not know if that was really um, where I needed to be anymore. And I, you know, my dad just one day came in and said, why don't you go get a job where you can drive a decent car and (laughs) find yourself (laughs) a place to live and, you know, all those kinds of things. And so I, I actually took a, I left ministry and took a, took a job um, in a wonderful company here in town. They were wonderful to me and just found myself in just like a really kind of lost in the way, place, but it was a good, it was a good place to land. They were, they were great to me and I was training me to do, you know, lots of different things, but I had started a Bible study at my work and the people in that Bible study kept saying, why, why are you, you know, why are you here? Why are you here? <laughs> and I kept saying, well, I mean, I, you know, and honestly, I started visiting at Dawson just because I, I live about 30 minutes from Homewood, but I just needed something. And, I started visiting um, at Dawson and reconnected with Ben. And I, when I got this call from him about coming to to be on staff here at Dawson, so I really went through a difficult time when I was here. I was in a chaplaincy uh, program that I didn't get to do while I was in seminary, and came back here because my dad was ill, and I could do this internship. And it was, I was horrible. I was horrible at it. And I'd never, I'd never been in a ministry type setting where I was horrible. And I was really horrible. It was, it was actually a chaplaincy um, internship and uh, such wonderful respect for the the women and men that are called to, to that particular part of ministry, because it's, it's very difficult. And I, I failed miserably. Um, at it. And once I had felt miserably at it, that's when my dad just came by and said, why don't you do something that you can provide for yourself and have a car to drive? And I thought, yeah, you know, why don't I? And so, I mean, that was a completely derail plan. I thought it would be, I really thought it'd be great that that would be such a great ministry for me and totally not. And I do not pass a hospital today that I don't say a prayer for the men and women that are there just just doing an amazing, amazing work, being Jesus' hands and feet. So, um, so yeah, that was a, that was a big derail that God brought back around um, for me to find
0: a place of of healing and a place to serve here at Dawson. But you were even ministering in that other job by having the Bible. I mean, that's like the whole title of the podcast. Everywhere you are, (laughs) you were ministering everywhere.
2: Work. It was so interesting. It was derailed. Yeah. And even, you know, if I th- thought about my job then, the most exciting thing about my job was the day I, that we had, you know, that we got to have Bible study. That was, you know, that was the most exciting day to go to work. So just people around me, you know, just kind of saying, even in that setting, saying, you know, why, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, especially when they found out what I, you know, what I have been doing and what my training had been. So, so yeah, I mean, you can, um, you can be that light, you can be Jesus' hands and feet wherever Wherever you are planted, even if it's in the place that you maybe just landed after a derailment or just landed after, you know, something that wounded you deeply, the Lord will
1: still use you in in powerful ways. It's interesting to think that there are probably people that you were in that Bible study with that years later said, I can't even maybe remember that woman's name, but there was this woman who started this Bible (laughs) study at work. You know, I mean, I don't think you have any idea probably what that ripple effect looks like. And you say, that job was part of a derail plan. And yet it was part of a derail plan for you. That's
2: right. But, but not
1: not God's, not God's. I'm a, I'm a, I love, Shannon knows this about me, but I love a calendar and a plan and a, and a you know, color code <laughs> and the too. whole nine yards. You know, I sometimes think about God, you know, he must just kind of chuckle and go, isn't that cute? Yeah. How she thinks yeah. that she can color code <laughs> color everything code me. and, it's going to work and it's going to happen on the day that she plans for it to happen on. So I think that's always interesting to look at this idea of things that we didn't think were going to work out. And yet it was all part of, mm-hmm. you know, the overall picture.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm, I'm a big believer that God has many callings, you know, on a person's life. For, for whatever season you're in, God is calling you to be a mom. God is calling you to be a, a mom of teenagers or preteens or different callings that you have in ministry and different callings that you have in life and I and I think the Lord can can use them all. I think, you know, sometimes we get this direction in our head and and maybe we go that way and it's wonderful and it ends up exactly like we, we thought. But for most of the people I know, there are multiple callings on their in their life in different mm-hmm. seasons of their life. And I think that's amazing and powerful.
1: Or I read a book many, many years ago by Maria Shriver and I She was writing about, I think it was like 10 things I wish I'd known or something like that. And she wrote something. She talked about her mother saying, you absolutely can have it all. But you can't have it all at the same time. There will be different times in your life where you will have different things, and when you look back, you can say I had it all. But there won't be a moment where it was all lined up and on one day at yeah. one moment. And I, I just I've thought about that so many times over the years because there are seasons where the only thing you can do is keep your kids alive, and then there are seasons where the priority is you and your husband, or you and your extended family, or whatever that looks like. So there's a
0: so- a poem by Corey Ten Boom that talks about a tapestry I don't know if you've ever read that where it's it starts life is but a weaving and so much of what you you're sharing is about how God weaves our lives and takes all those threads that we don't think mm-hmm. go together and then on the other side of heaven we'll see the great plan he had mm-hmm. and accomplished but speaking of reading what was the last thing you ladies read?
1: Now we know y'all read the Bible, so don't say. Read the Bible.
0: I mean, does Facebook count?
1: Absolutely, okay.
3: Facebook <laughs> seriously. I mean, I would love to to say that I've read something other than the reading that we did as a staff recently. Um, you know, Rachel, that I covet how much you get to read and enjoy.
1: Do you like to read for enjoyment yes. if you have time? Yes.
3: Okay. Yes. I, I love to read. I have always loved to read. I, I even as a child played library with my stuffed animals. There you and, go. And Checked out my books to my stuffed animals because it was, you know, that was what we did. We read in our house. It's really kind of funny that when, when Tyler came home, I was so excited because now I could give the gift of reading <laughs> to my child and I had all these books and <laughs> I'll never forget. Thank <laughs> you. You know, people don't read in the summer. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. It's, fun. it's fun. And you'd see my face just
1: go. Right. Wow,
3: wow, wow. Yeah, so reading for me, um, I, as a child, I remember reading the same books over and over. <clears throat> you know, I love those books, and my mom was an English teacher, and so that was a, a wonderful gift that she gave me. Just stealing a few moments every day. I, I was kind of joking about Facebook, but you know, there's some really, really fantastic people who use it to minister, and they probably don't know that, that they're ministering to to people like me but I weekly look for Tracy anything Tracy Hanrahan puts out on Facebook because she's done a wonderful devotion or she's talked about um, Pastor David's sermon and she is just so insightful and so I mean, reading, that's probably... Tracy, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I am reading your post. <laughs> but do hope to um, finish some,
1: some real books. Do you have a genre you like?
3: Hmm. I, honestly, I, I like historical biographies. Okay. And then that sounds a little, my son would say nerdy, but my, my dad was a history teacher, and so if I could just... I bought the Hamilton book, I have not read the Hamilton book, but, yeah. I, but I bought it. Um, One step forward. Yeah. Yeah. My friend Jan here has gotten me several wonderful books and I'm almost finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost finished. The next best thing, I'm almost there. I'm like, just a little bit. But I can't say I read it until I've completely read it from
2: start to finish.
1: All right. I know you read a ton I, for your job.
2: I do. I do. I read, I read a lot for what I'm studying to teach. And this is so interesting. Both Doctor Fenton and Pastor David both encouraged me to read more fiction. I don't. I don't read very much fiction. I just read Jesus the King by Timothy Keller because that's we're studying, and that's one of the that's one of the things that I read. A, a wonderful book, which it's everywhere, and and I just will plug it myself. But um, my group met on Zoom. You know, obviously during uh, the last year. Uh, we read a book called Gentle and Lowly, which you will see it pretty much everywhere. And that book was very, not new, I mean, not new things, but things that were said in a way, I was like, oh my, mm-hmm. and it really has brought a lot of comfort consolation, and consolation mm-hmm. and just just some things kind of to hang your hat on and and maybe it was because the season we were reading it where everything just felt like it was falling out from under us, but yeah I mean, I, I love to read I did read that book.
1: Gentle and lily. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yes, it's, it's such a worshipful book It, is. Mm-hmm. it really is I, I really appreciate sometimes stepping away and not doing as much Christian living reading where it's mm-hmm. But more just focus on worshiping God mm-hmm. and understanding his
1: attributes. I thought it was an incredible book. Mm-hmm. Do you like fiction when you get a chance to read it? I
3: ha- yeah, he loved Tolkien. Oh, I, oh, well, yeah. I mean, that goes without
2: saying. I mean, of course, The Lord of the Rings, yes. Lord of the Rings, yes, friend. <laughs> Yes, would probably read it again. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I found the right. I don't think I found the right thing, fiction wise. I mean, I, I don't know. I I have gone like I just will go to friends and say, hey, what have you read? Like, if we go to the beach in the fall, and I try to take a fiction book. I don't think I've really I don't know <laughs> what the different there are different kinds of fiction. I just you know. haven't found the right. I one. found the right one. I haven't found the right one. I, I like to read biographies. I read Metaxas' biography um, on Bonhoeffer and it was really good. I love that book. I read that book. And I started the That's one. A big book. I know, see? I started That's the key. one on Martin Luther's, but I haven't gotten very, have very far book. on that one. Which one? I'll, I've started the one on Martin Luther, yes, but I haven't gotten. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy,
3: happy
0: with through that, that too. That, that came during the beginning of parenthood, so. It's on the shelf. Y'all have to read this book called Cloud Cuckoo Land. If you want... I've read to... the other one. Oh, you read All the Light You Can't That's See. That's right. What is this
3: cloud-picking one?
0: Read... So, I like reading fiction, and fiction's often secular fiction, but often, like, if you look at secular fiction... Within the heart of all of us is a desire for another place. That's right. You know, and that's what that book is all about this fictional place that these characters are enthralled in the story of this fictional place, Cloud mm-hmm. Cuckoo Land. But really, it just kind of speaks to our desire that there is a heaven That's that right. there is a place there that is we're, an ultimate reality yes beyond right. this beyond yeah and it's all about the broken world oh wow you know the ways that we live in brokenness here but it's five characters across. It starts in like the fall of Constantinople all the way to the future with spaceships. Y'all wow. have to it. Oh, wow. It's so good. And it has so many like deep religious themes yeah. to okay. it.
2: it's so interesting that you were mentioned that, Sarah, because I actually bought that book and took it to the beach with me, but I just I didn't, I didn't get there. I didn't get there. But book club about it. yeah. But I did I did like the I did like the other one and I thought it had so like I love books that have just like you were saying, the hope that there is there is something besides this reality. Yes. There is an ultimate reality that we are going to. And I thought the other book had so much um, just redemptive themes in it. I mean, yes. just just how redemption can break through in all of these, you know, all of these small places. So I have to, such a I'm to get it. All right. And also, see Shannon, you've you've read so many more books than you actually yes. know. And I heavy know. duty <laughs> long books. Yes. I mean, these are like. Yeah, big focus.
0: Well, we were talking a little bit about hope and having the theme of hope and we know that as believers in Christ, we always have hope. What are some ways that hope has been a part of your story? Obviously there's that that deep
2: hope that we all have in the the reality of the resurrection of Jesus and the life that we have in him now that we will continue on, you know, throughout eternity with him. At times in my life, I have, you know, just clung to to different passages of scripture um, where, when things did not seem that hopeful for me, but I I remember I, I said earlier that I, that I came back because my dad was ill and he died um, after I'd been back for about a year and I just, it was one of those things you know, out there that you think you're just never going to survive. I mean, you know, I just didn't think that I, you know, would survive his loss and yet, I mean, during that whole time, it was just you know, the peace that passes understanding just over and over again during that time I was sad. I was broken. There's a woundedness that you carry with you always. But there was also hope in the life that he lived and the legacy that he gave me and and the peace that I felt knowing that he was at rest finally and not sick anymore. And that, you know, that I would that I would see him um, you know, again. And that was a time when I felt really hopeful. I guess when you know, when maybe I shouldn't have, but I, I mean I did because there was just just that I don't know, deep within me that just that hope that my walk with the Lord gives me and scripture gives me and just the knowing that that there is eternity the now and the not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that while we live in the now, the not yet is, is a reality and so there's there's hope even in mm-hmm. in things like that.
3: Yeah, and you know, we have recently read another book talked about prayer and prayer being like breathing and for me hope is like for the christian is like our heartbeat so <laughs> prayers breathe like it's just who we are i get called an optimist a lot she and, is
1: yes she is she's
3: a sunny she's a sunny person well i mean maybe it's more accurate to say a is. i don't know <laughs> 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 i like that word yeah There are too many stories to tell, but, you know, one time of my life, you know, kind of really, really dark part that holding on to Scripture and, you know, clearly the psalmist saying, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And, you know, knowing that God wants that for me, that he wants you know, he doesn't want all of the hard stuff that you're walking through. He wants the good stuff for you. Just knowing that and then seeing him work that out time and time again. And then try, and then hope becomes just not a pie in the sky kind of thing. It becomes a, a real tangible. I can't wait to see God's plan for this really Awful, terrible situation that I've gotten myself into, or that has just come into my world at this point. Could be a ninth grade history test, could be, you know, wrecking the car. But the hope that's there for eternity does seem um, just such a beautiful place to, to rest in. And I think that that's what allows us Christians to to know that that is our anchor, that you know Jesus is our anchor, that we don't have to have it all figured out today or 10 years from now. I think I'm going to say a hopeist from, from here on out.
1: I think that's true about you. And last spring, the Dawson Facebook account was hacked because of the way they set it up. You have to have a personal profile connected to a, any kind of business page. And Shannon's profile is the one that was connected. And so long story we spent a lot of time trying to get in touch with Facebook and trying to figure out how we could get everything situated and and put back to to normal and we would make two steps forward and three steps back and and the longer we dealt with it, the the clearer it became to me that the only way that we were going to get totally clean was to just wipe her account out and start over and she just was not having any of it. I was trying to say, look this might work, but You need to be ready because the next thing we hear from them may be we have to. And she would say, nope, keep hope alive, not listen to it. (laughs) And I I mean, during those couple of months that all this was going on, I mean, I went in, I don't know how many times I went in and out of her office. And every time I would turn around and walk out, she'd say, keep hope alive. (laughs) We're going to get it figured out. And I want you to know that we did not have to wipe her her face. (laughs) Yay! Was and yeah. there's oh no God. and there is no rhyme or reason for it because there is nothing that would have included us not having to do that from a practical standpoint. But she was a hopist for sure. <laughs> Absolutely for sure.
0: Does Facebook have like a number
1: you can call No, they don't. And let me just say um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it was not a happy time. Does Mark Zuckerberg answer
0: that?
1: He does not. But listen, if he had, I would have had a few things to say to him. (laughs) Do you have a favorite scripture, and if so, what is it? Oh, and and I know we all every time we ask this, it's like we can't possibly think of one. So you don't have to say this is my hands down. But today, what's a what's a. Favorite that's sort of speaking to you right now.
0: You just <laughs> said so the awesome. one from songs. So yeah, that beautiful. one. That was I, I love will that see one. How you said it. Say yes. yeah, that could be you. Yes, Yes. I, well,
1: see I believe the, that would say. I
0: will see the
3: goodness of the Lord in the land of the
1: living. Okay. Seems like you can say, to say that through gritted teeth a
0: lot.
1: Oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah. I will say this is the one, this is the one that I have on my that I see every single day because it's on my email. It's Isaiah twenty five one lord you are my god i will exalt you and praise your name for in perfect faithfulness you have done wonderful things things planned long ago Okay, if you put me on the spot, if you You're ever put spot. me on the spot, and I'm on the
2: spot right now. I'm going to say it's John 14, 1 through three in my father's house because that has been probably an anchor point for me my entire life. I would love to give you a whole list of others yes. that I love. Yeah.
1: It's okay. That John, we may do another John
2: seventeen three. I, I also love to. This is you know this is eternal life. Like so, it's 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 now. I mean, we know it. It's you know it's now. Jesus, I am statements. Of course, just blow right. me away every time oh, I read well. them. Yeah. yeah
1: you can't <laughs> well all of John 17 yeah
2: all, yeah all of I mean you know all of the Gospel of John John just mm-hmm. tells it in a wonderful way sorry Mark with <laughs> command. <laughs> Great. <laughs> right. John's like super deep, I, I think. Yeah. The, the mystic,
1: creative wonderer in you yeah. goes to what John has to say. Well, yeah. you know, you hear people say if you're if somebody's a new Christian or whatever and you, and they want to know where to start, tell them to start with John. And yeah. I think, really?
3: Yeah, because it's kind of hard to understand. Yeah, I don't tell them to go to John. I tell them to go to first John. That's uh, where you uh, need to be because first John five yeah. is the... Uh, easy to
1: me. I think John is hard to understand, mm-hmm. especially as a new Christian.
0: Mm-hmm. My favorite gospel is Luke, because mm-hmm. it was written by a physician. There you go. Yeah. Yes. yes. I was for physician. Of course, yes, she did. <laughs> but she did of course she No, did. but, and also, so, like, he included women a lot yeah. in yeah. his gospel, and he included Mary's perspective in ways that the other gospel writers didn't, and... I just love
2: him. And I would and I would say John the same way in that from that vein as well, because he Mary gets to be, you know, the first evangelist and telling, you know, the story. I want to say Ezekiel to take away my heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh because that's that's been kind of one of those life verses for me.
1: Listeners. Were you encouraged as I was by how God was ever present, even during Jan and Shannon's periods of lament? When Shannon wept at the stop sign, a heart aching at the sight of so many children on the first day of school, God was already working to bring Tyler home. Jan's feeling of failure towards the end of a seminary experience led her to God's callings as a Bible teacher and a staff member at Dawson. As mentioned in today's episode, Corey Ten Boom's poem, Life is But a Weaving, serves as a worshipful reminder of God's sovereignty in life's derailed plans. My life is but a weaving between my God and me. I cannot choose the colors he weaveth steadily. Oft times he weaves this sorrow, and I, in foolish pride, forgets he sees the upper, and I the underside. Not till the loom is silent, and the shuttles cease to fly, will God unroll the canvas and reveal the reason why? The dark threads are as needful in the weaver's skillful hand as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern he has planned. He knows, he loves, he cares. Nothing this truth can dim. He gives the very best to those who leave the choice to him. Thank you for listening to Everywhere You Are. If you or someone you know has a God story to share, we'd love to know about it. Please contact Kristen Torres to learn more about being a guest on the podcast. Also, please help us by sharing the show with the women you know and by subscribing on your podcast app so you can be notified when new episodes are available.